Hi, this is Richard Benjamin, and you're listening to TV Confidential. You ever notice how many fences are getting to be? The signs they get on them. No hunting, no hiking. Ed Robertson, along with Phil Grice, as we bring you a special encore presentation of our centennial tribute to actor Kirk Douglas that originally aired in December 2016. Kirk Douglas passed away this past Wednesday, February 5th, at the age of 103. Phil has put together some uh, rarely heard audio highlights of uh, the career of Kirk Douglas, some of which Kirk Douglas in character, some of which is Kirk Douglas talking about his films and his work and other aspects of, of his life. All of the uh, clips that Phil is sharing tonight are available in their entirety at atvaudio.com. We have another clip of the conversation that uh, Kirk Douglas had with Art Linkletter on the Tonight Show broadcast that originally aired April 4th. 1962, and as you were pointing out in between uh, uh, during the break, Phil, this particular program with uh, Linkletter is significant because it was the first week after Jack Parr had left The Tonight Show and the first of what would be a six-week, uh, six-month interinum of guest Tonight Show hosts leading up to Johnny's taking over the show on October 1st of that year. And this was at, uh, I believe this was a Friday, the fifth show of that week. And uh, he had uh, Kirk Douglas as the guest with uh, Georgie Jessel was there and Eddie Mayhoff. Um, and I, I always loved that kind of stuff. And as you, you know, confirm, uh, just listening to Kirk Douglas talk about behind the scenes, making Lonely Are the Brave, was that so rare in those days? On that same Broadcast with uh, Art Linkletter. Kirk Douglas talks about uh, let's let's say the, the the other side of being a movie star, and this and and some of the other clips that we'll be playing you know, throughout the rest of the program. It shows. I mean, we, we we've talked a bit about uh, his his activism, his desire to seek social justice to the extent he's could through his platform as an actor, but you know, as we attempt to you provide other facets of of Douglas's personality in, in this clip from 1962, Douglas talks about uh, how, how shall we put it? It's, it's hard work being an actor. My wife, she too has a rather scoffing attitude toward actors. Now I try to tell my wife that it isn't that simple a life being an actor. I try to explain to her, she's in bed asleep. I get up at six o'clock in the morning. I rush through a shower, rush through my breakfast, jump into my car, race down to the studio. Then while my wife is still asleep, I go into my makeup, into my wardrobe, and then at 9 o'clock in the morning, under those hot, hot lights, I have to make love to the most beautiful women in the world hour after hour after hour. Now, Amy, this is a tough life for an actor. I wish, I wish you hadn't said that, Kirk, because you remind me of my first wife. <laughs> now... You want to know something? I can't remember my first wife. <laughs> Kirk Douglas, along with Art Linkletter, and was that uh, was that Eddie Mayhoff in the yeah, back? We heard Eddie Mayhoff and Georgie Jester, who uh, had probably four thousand wives. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I really do. That was fabulous. From the uh, April fourth, nineteen sixty-two broadcast of the Tonight Show, uh, audio courtesy ATVAudio.com. One more note 
about Lonely Are the Brave, then we'll move on to the other subjects. One of the most famous scenes in Lonely Are the Brave is a fight that Kirk Douglas had with an actor named Bill Raish. Bill Raish, um, who fans of The Fugitive know as the one-armed man, in real life, Kirk Doug, uh, 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 Bill Raish was also Burt Lancaster's stand-in, and he he actually lost his arm doing an accident in World War II. And we, we, we've we talked about this uh, on the program before. I also talk about this in my book, uh, The Fugitive Recaptured. Like a lot of people who lose a limb, Raish compensated for that with, with, with his other limb. And when they filmed that scene between he and Kirk Douglas, he really gave Douglas a run for his money physically. That was a fabulous scene. I love that. And it was well choreographed. Um, and uh, it, it, it was um, uh, very tough. I mean, um, very strong. And I agree with you. We tend to compensate. I'll go back to James Stacey, who uh, was given a chance to come back after this horrible motorcycle accident um, in 1973, where he lost a uh, arm and a leg. And he was a very prolific skier, and later on he made a film about uh, skiing. And he did all the, uh, the stunt work himself. So we do tend to compensate. You know, we, we, we move forward. And that, 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 that's inspirational. And, that, and that's why, you know, I love when people give other people chances, uh, allowing them to really hone in on their renewed ability. Kurt Douglas did that over and over and over again. And again, uh, a great example with regard to, you know, giving um, uh, a one-armed individual a chance to be in a very, very significant scene in uh, The Lonely Other Brave. Speaking of moving on, are, this next clip is, this is, no, okay, th- this is not from a television program. This is from an actual radio interview that originally aired on uh, Wins Radio in New York, All News all the time, Wins Radio, May 19th, 1963. And again, this is another, I mean, this this is also Kirk Douglas kind of somewhat tug-in-cheek talking about, in a lot of respects, the easy part of being a movie star is making the movie. You know, the hard part is all the various obligations you have to do to promote the film, especially when you are on the level of Kirk Douglas. By the way, just for the record, this was three Wins Radio news. This was when Wins was still this big rock and roll station um, competing with WABC. And so it makes it so rare in in that it was before they went all news, which I believe was in 1965. Oh, okay. I See, I... We all know, you know, first station, biggest station, all news, first to do it. Uh, This actually was um, a bit of programming that existed prior to that genre that they took. In uh, 1965. Okay, so this is Kurt Douglas on Winds Radio before it became the famous news format of Winds Radio. This is Winds Radio when it's still a, a music station. Kurt Douglas, May 19th, 1963. Gee, it must be wonderful to be a movie star. What's your schedule today, Kurt? Well, I wish you hadn't mentioned that. I Well, look, I started off this morning. I didn't get a chance to... to, to get into the shower because every time I'm going in the phone is ringing you see Murray the schedule of an actor 
in New York is not the schedule of an actor on the coast. All I know is you're evading the question. I know you're sitting here with a half an eaten uh, soft-boiled egg and a cup of coffee. Please, what's your schedule today for the list of Adrian Messenger? You started with me, right? Yes. Well, I didn't start with you. I did, uh, I did uh, three interviews on the phone before you came in. I have somebody downstairs waiting now to come in after, <clears throat> after you go. And then I have uh, another interview after that. I have a sitting for some pictures for the Daily News after that. Then I have a luncheon interview. Then I have about four more interviews this afternoon. Then I have a big dinner, what they call a dinner interview, at which I, the, the trick is I don't get any dinner. They have everybody arranging about 20 tables with one chair open at each table. And then I sort of play musical chairs, and I talk to people at each table. So everyone gets to eat, but, but me, that's the kind of dinner they invite me to. But occasionally I steal a little uh, olive here, piece of toast there. But the trick there is to have your dinner either before or after. But that's, that's my schedule for today. Is that why you're in such good shape? Or is it because of the 25 push-ups you do every morning? Well, Murray, uh, if I was on the kind of schedule that I'm in, in New York, if I was on that schedule often, I don't think I'd be in very good sh shape. This is not the way we usually function. Of course, in, uh, when I get back to California, it's a much simpler life. And uh, you have a chance to, uh, you know, exercise regularly, get out, play golf, and do all those things. Kirk Douglas promoting the list of Adrian Messenger on Winds Radio, W-I-N-S, in New York, May 19th, 1963, audio courtesy Phil Grace, ATV Audio dot com uh the, the things that pop into one's head uh he's talking about you know the dinner engagements that he has that he has to do in the course of that particular day where everyone else eats dinner and he picks whatever he can get while he continues to do you know to to do one interview after another it's kind of interesting i don't know whether he had this at the time but apparently later in his life douglas developed an aversion to watching people eat yeah, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, I have a clip here, uh, not a clip, but a, a news item, where um, it says that Michael Douglas uh, was planning to um, think about how are we going to celebrate Dad's 100th birthday. So when it came to planning Kirk's big 100th birthday bash, uh, Michael says they started out with the idea of a dinner party, but revealed that the elder Douglas was developed, has developed an aversion to watching people eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's cool. Instead, they agreed on a tea party. When asked if he'll say, any, he'll say anything at the occasion, Michael said, he'll keep things simple. I mean, that... that <laughs> well, I think keeping things simple is more profound than the other. Well, when you're 100 years old, you pretty much can do whatever you want. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, and I hope we will all reach that milestone. Although, although uh, you point this out in your notes, and the interviewer, you know, asked about you know doing 25 push-ups a day back in 1962. I don't know whether Douglas does 25 push-ups a day at age 100, but I understand he still is very active. He goes to the gym every day. And still looks as virile as as ever, even at age one hundred. I, I love the movie as a kid, especially uh, teenager trapeze. 
where he is doing his own stunts on the trapeze. Um, such an athlete. And if you go back to his earlier 50s films, like The Crimson Pirate, all of that stuff, um, his own stunts. He was very athletic, um, and I think that's what made him um, so likable in terms of um, a star. Uh, he really basically replaced, in my opinion, um, the type of role he, he acted in were, were, were similar to what Douglas Fairbanks Sr. did in the 20s and, and very early 30s. Exciting movies. And, and just for the pure sense of entertainment. I, I love them, uh, you know, then, and I love to watch them now. We're paying tribute to Kirk Douglas, the legendary motion picture star, as part of the Sounds of Lost television. Phil has put together uh, a collection of clips of Kirk Douglas interviews, and uh, later on we'll be playing uh, clips of uh, Kirk Douglas uh, doing comedy, doing appearances on some of the Dean Martin roasts, and uh, we'll even hear uh, we'll even hear Kirk Douglas sing a few times, as, as Douglas liked to say. For a guy who could not sing, he certainly sang a lot on film and television. Well, all, all that is coming up in uh, over the course of the next hour. This next clip, however. Phil, this is now. This is from a local show, uh, local to New York uh, uh, television. Tell us more with Conrad Nagel. Broadcast originally aired October twenty eighth, nineteen sixty three. One of the contributors to that uh, program was a New York columnist named Muriel Davidson. Tell us a little bit about Muriel Davidson. Well, she was a very prolific columnist, among other things, uh, in the late 40s and 50s. Uh, she befriended, uh, and Kirk Douglas befriended um, one another. Um, I love the show, tell us more in that, I mean, you talk about an esoteric show that um, is completely vanished, and it was the pre-biography of its day. Um, you would have, um, that would come on live, Conrad Nagel from... Uh, Silent films and early talkies would host. They would use those photographs depicting uh, a encapsulated biography within 12 minutes. They did two a day, five days a week. And then at the end of each biography, they would have in the studio live someone who would give anecdotes about their subject. Uh, and the day when uh, they were uh, doing the life of uh, Kirk Douglas, Muriel Davidson uh, gave personal commentary, which we'll hear, that goes back to the late 40s, very candid, uh, anecdotal material, which I loved. And um, ironically, you know, we all have scandals that we don't know about in life, and I don't think most people realize when you listen to Muriel Davidson, think about that um, on September 28, 1983, she is murdered by this guy, Robert
when you listen to her talk about Douglas in the late forties. Yeah, I mean she I mean, she knew Kirk Douglas, and uh, and not only did she know Kirk Douglas, she knew the early Kirk Douglas before he hit the big time. You know, with uh, with, with with Champion, and and again, I mean, you you get a sense of who a person really is when they're struggling, and uh, that that comes across in this clip that we will hear uh, from the Tell Us More show, Conrad Nagel, that originally aired October 28th, 1963, WNBC Television in New York. Davidson's been one of the top public relations experts in Hollywood for many years. She'll give us her comments on Kirk Douglas. Muriel? Just recently, a Hollywood columnist quoted Kirk Douglas as saying about himself... People say I'm the most disliked actor in Hollywood, and with that I agree 100%. You probably expect me to say I'm disliked because I'm a perfectionist. That's a lot of hogwash. I'm disliked because I'm me. Well, the Kirk Douglas I know is a perfectionist, but I consider him a very likable one. When I first met Kirk, he was living in a crazy little house on top of a mountain in Hollywood, And actually, he was on a ladder in the middle of the living room trying to fix a broken chandelier. And my sister Janet was at the time his assistant, and she had finally yielded to my pleas to meet him. Lots of things, some great, some sad, some funny, were happening to Kirk then. His beautiful wife Diana was divorcing him. He had been nominated for an Academy Award for his role in Champion. And a lady of his acquaintance was trying to polish his table manners and his somewhat abrupt way of saying something to hurt someone's feelings. For example, one afternoon I had driven up the mountain to pick up my sister per our arrangements, but she had had to leave, but had left a message with Kirk for me to meet her at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Kirk dutifully gave me the message and then asked if I could give him a lift into town. I said, sure, and off we went. When we neared the Derby, he said, I'll go in with you. There's something I want to tell Janet. So I said, all right. And then he yelled, aha, I knew you'd say that. You just want to be seen with a movie star. Well, I was so furious, I started to cry. Kirk was all contrite, but the damage was done. Muriel Davidson giving us a glimpse of her personal relationship with actor Kirk Douglas in the late 1940s from the October 28, 1963 edition of Tell Us More. Audio courtesy Phil Grice, ATVaudio.com. We'll play some more from this clip when we continue our tribute to Kirk Douglas here on TV Confidential. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093-800-715-6093-800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. And you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life. But it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. 
Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car, SUV, or you can choose UberX, the low-cost Uber for a ride in a hybrid or mid-range car. Payment is seamless and cashless, billed to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TVCONFIDENTIAL after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.